Oh, no, that's not it, but we'll fix that. All right, Becky. Okay. <laughs> Without further ado. Thank you. Um, well, I, I guess, do I need the mic for the recording? or yeah, oh, Okay. Okay, well, I guess I'll start out over here, but I'd rather sit with you all <laughs> uh, just because of um, the, what we're going to talk about. Um, first, I want to start with prayer, and uh, if anybody, I, after I pray, if anybody else would like to pray, that would be great. Um, Jesus, you are God. You are holy. You are mighty and love. God, you are my Lord, and I say yes, Lord, to whatever you have for me. And Lord, if there is anything in me that makes that limits my usefulness to you, I surrender for you to make any change. Make me usable, Lord, for whatever you have for me. It's a privilege, Lord, for me to serve you. And I just I praise you, God. I pray your will here, Lord, not just here in this building and in this place in this time, but I I pray your will every day. And God, I pray that you would meet every need daily of all of the folks here and those that are absent tonight, Lord. I pray that you would help us to reach our community and all that you have for us to do. I pray for strength and health for all of us to do your will. God, you are good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for giving us all these powerful um, things coming, God. God, just we pray that we... We thank you that you have been helping us through everything, through pain, through power, through your mightiness, God, through problems that we need your help, God, through everything, God, that we pray or we worry and you come and you help us, God. And we know you are here, and we don't think that you're not here, and we don't know what to do. We pray and we help. Amen. Okay, so I guess the first slide. Um. I think most of you know that I um, have been trying to um, dig deeper in my Bible study, and and uh, I was using um, and just started using verse mapping. Um, and so when I started planning for uh, tonight, I thought I I started out as um, uh, you know. As verse mapping, this version uh, instructs, you know, with prayer and guidance from the Holy Spirit because he is our teacher. We don't have to be, you know, I mean, education is wonderful, and we're going to see that a little bit uh, here in our study, but um, all we need is the Holy Spirit. There are other tools that we can use, but the Holy Spirit is our God. And so I started with prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to guide me, and he did give me a verse, and it, it ties into so much that's been happening, and, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, you'll have to forgive me, because I do have slides, but I have so much in my head that I want to share that I don't know where it's going to come out, which is fine. <laughs> I also don't want to just be the one talking, and you'll know why in a minute. Uh, the next slide, uh, we're, we're talking about when we come together and each one. What are we each supposed to do when we come together and why? So, um, okay. Uh, so, 
1 Corinthians 14.26 says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. And so the first thing I did was, you know, I, I prayed over this verse, and I um, identified some words that stuck out to me. Well, actually, I started looking at other translations as well. But this is the uh, verse mapping map, and I'm, I do have copies for you all, just blank ones. Um, just because it's just a way that I structured this. But we can go to the next slide. Okay, so then I started looking at other translations to help me better understand, you know, what this verse was telling us and, and how it might be stated in other ways. And so uh, in the what I was reading from first was uh, New King James Version. But then uh, I looked at NIV, and it says, what, shall, uh, what then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. So you can see some similarities, but they're using slightly different words too, which makes me wonder, do I really know, you know exactly what they meant by these words? Do we have a different understanding of what these words mean to us today than it might have back then? Um, and so then I looked at uh, NET, and that says, what should you do then, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each one, and that's a recurring theme there, has a song, has a lesson, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all these things be done for the strengthening of the church. I've got a couple more uh, translations that I'm going to read that have, uh, because they use slightly slightly different words, but again, um, just, uh, you know, uncovering more that we can learn. Um, so then I think we're on the, yes, NLT. Uh, well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, <laughs> um, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues and another will interpret what is said, but everything that is done must strengthen all of you. And it was that all that, you know, the church, you can assume that means all of us. <laughs> um, and then the uh, Amplified also uses all and or um, M-O-N and also edifying. And then, you know, Something that really popped out to me as I was going through this part was the edifying. What exactly does that mean? What, what do you all think of when you think about edification or edifying? Lifting up. Exact, that's exactly what, I, what come, came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some of the... Uh, the verges there, they talked about strengthening, building up. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next slide. I dug a little deeper, and um, I w- looked at the Greek. And that's kind of what this structure sort of guides you to do. Um, so I looked at what edification is, and I'm not going to pr- try to pronounce that Greek word, but it's the one that starts with the O. <laughs> um, and uh, I've, I'm not accustomed to using a lexicon, or, but um, the resource that I used said that that, that Greek word means to build, literally, um, the art of building. And then, uh, so I thought, well, let me look at um, another diction, a dictionary. And... Uh, Merriam-Webster, I looked at uh, edification. It says it's instructive or informative in a way that improves the mind or character. That's something I didn't expect. And then um, the King James Version Dictionary, edify, to build in a literal sense, again, 
to instruct and improve the mind in knowledge generally, and in particular in moral and religious knowledge, in faith and holiness. One, th- one of the um, commentaries that I read said, if somebody says they want to edify you, be careful, they want to improve you. <laughs> So one of the things that I've been praying lately, and for my kids too, is to increase our knowledge of God. And so that this just brought me back to that. Um, I also looked at synonyms, uh, enlighten, educate, uplift, improve, teach. So I think we have the idea of edifying or edification. Um, I may have, uh, okay, yes. Um, and then here is a, a verse that tells us that we're to, um, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. Um, and, you know, for comfort they said it could mean encourage, and then for edify, build one another up, which is, you know, what I started out thinking about edifying. And the next slide. David, in this verse in Psalm 118, 16 through 17, says that he will proclaim what the Lord has done. And I think we all need to proclaim what we see God doing. So if you'll, okay, oh, those all came out at the same time. <laughs> they were supposed to reveal one, but that's okay. Uh, so I wanted to ask you all, how does it affect you when you see God at work? When you see something that God's done, how does that impact you or affect you? Yes. You realize how powerful he is and special? Yes. Uh, how he helps us and comes and lets everybody know that he is there for you. Yes, thank you. All right, yes. So um, along the same lines, uh, can you share a time when you saw God at work? That will encourage all of us. (laughs) You want the mic? Let me tell a story. <laughs> so, in short version. So, um, Chloe got accepted to the national finals for the drumming. We talked about that on Sunday. And um, the night before last, I was talking to Adam. I'm like, you know, how are we going to afford this? You know, we're going to have to figure this out. <clears throat> and um, so I even sat down with the girls. I'm like, okay, this is going to cost this much, This, you know, to estimate. And um, I had called a friend of ours that their children had gone to nationals and asked them, like, you know, how did y'all do it? What places did you stay, you know, to get some ideas? And um, she was supposed to call me back. She never did. Next, it was yesterday. She called me back, and she's like, what are the dates? And I'm like, "Uh, July 30th through August 3rd. Okay, I'll call you back. I'm like, okay. Um, So I'm doing what we're fixing to get our hair done. She calls me back. She goes, okay, uh, you and your family have a place to stay from July 27th to August 3rd. A condo has two bedroom. The couch goes out into a bed. Everybody has a place to sleep. It has um, swimming pool, jacuzzi, a hot tub, you know, volleyball, basketball, mini putt-putt and golf. Like the whole resort condo has, like, it's a and it's all, you know, inclusive. It's two blocks from Walt Disney. And he, she goes, I'm hoping that y'all be able to go early enough. And the money you would have spent, maybe it will go towards, you know, maybe taking the girls to Disney or whatever, you know. So, and she's like, and you're not far from this ocean. And you're not far from this ocean. And you can maybe do this. And she's given all these suggestions. So, again, it was just like a huge God thing. And for the timing, because we're fixing to go on this um pastor's retreat you know and I'm sitting here and I even told Adam I'm like maybe we should cancel you know put that money towards this and and God knew what to do so that we can go and enjoy and not be stressed out about 
Yes, and my husband said, God will take care of it. And, and I knew that, you know, but, you know, as women, we sit there and ponder and like, okay, Lord, okay, how is this going to happen? So when I called Adam, he was so excited. And he's like, I told you, I told you, you know, I'm like, you're right. You're right. I have to say you're right. Cause you were. So anyway, it's just super exciting that the chunk of like, the hotel stay is it's taken care of. So that's awesome. <laughs> say I'm happy for him, but that's what we're supposed to be happy for one another, like it's happening to us. You know, so that's how you receive your blessing to be happy for someone else. So well it's just been so many I could just I can go on and on, of course, on a daily basis. He blesses us. But I think in spite of just the material parts of it, he is just giving me peace through a lot of, I've had so many things going on this month until I couldn't see myself out of it, especially knowing I was speaking last week and didn't know how to, you know, it was going to be done because I'd never done it before. And just having, um, just depending on him, uh, as well as, because I had to do my CPR, I had to deal with my car stuff and just work stuff. It was just on and on, my taxes. And it was just so many things. And I was just saying, Lord, just just be there for me. And he just kind of spaced, you know, put me in a temperament where it was just kind of like, okay, that's out of the way. Don't worry about it next thing. Just kind of, you know, just give you peace in the middle of the storm and give you joy in spite of what's going on. So, so that's what I'm so thankful for. Not about the material. Yes, I did get a car. A new SUV, yes. But uh, <laughs> I'm just excited in what God does on a daily basis. That He doesn't have to do anything extraordinary, you know, miraculous that we see. It's like, oh, it's a miracle. But just a daily thing for me has just been awesome because that's what's going to get you through on a daily thing. You don't worry about the miracles because He's. I mean, He can do miracles. Oh, He can do miracles. But I'm just thankful what He does for me on a daily basis. Just the, um, him just speaking to me through his word and um, encouraging me each day. And like what Nina said, like he has encouraged me and he is coming for everybody and helping everybody. I tell you what, when I hear stories like you shared, I am encouraged and, and it does strength, strengthen my faith. You know, to hear those, and you know, my um, my dad and my stepmom have seen God work in a lot of ways, um, and from simple things to really miraculous things to people being delivered in the living room floor, and you know, I I kind of crave that, you know, um, to and and I do think that. It's important not only when we come together as our church family, but as we go our way to share what God, what we see God do, because it really can encourage and impact us. And um, so, how do, how does it impact you when you share with others? I mean, like when you just shared your story, what were you feeling? What were you thinking? So you know, my excitement is that you know, he did it again. And so then it's like, I get excited because I want to share that with other people to build their faith. And so whatever they're going through, then to tell them, say, hey, you know, if he, he could do this for us, I know he can do even bigger and greater things for you. So it's just, it's that edification of building up and, and sharing it. and then giving him glory where is due, you know, praising him, you know, for all that he's doing. It's just awesome going to grab my notes and sit down so I can sit with y'all and we'll have a discussion. Okay, so um, I think uh, we're talking about edification now and um, 
we have a pretty good understanding of, of what that means. And in 2 Peter 1 and 2 in the NIV, it says, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And I mentioned earlier that um, one of the things that I've been praying is to increase my knowledge of God. And so then I thought, what does the Bible say about that, <laughs> about our knowledge of him? And I also remembered uh, I was in a Sunday school class, adult Sunday school class. Billy and I had been married probably for about five or six years. And our Sunday school teacher uh, made a comment about knowing God and recognizing his voice. We want to listen to him. We want to know it's him. And uh, he said, you know, when my wife calls, and because um, I, I know her, I, you know, I, I spend time with her, and I know her voice. And so we have to spend time with God. We have to know him so that we know when it's him talking to us. And I remember thinking, yeah, and you know, when my kids were young, if my son, when he was young and in school, if somebody had told him, your mom called, she can't come pick you up, but she said, just walk home, he would know that's not me. That message did not come from me. And, you know, that's the kind of relationship that I want to have with God. I want, when I, I want to hear him more and more and um, have that certainty. Uh, I accidentally called someone. I had just talked with a young lady at work on the phone. We had been working together some. We worked together occasionally, so we know each other. Um, I meant to call someone else, but she was the last person I called, and I accidentally called her. And there was this awkward kind of, hey, and, you know, like, who are you? <laughs> you know, we didn't say that, but, you know, we didn't even recognize each other's voice, and we had just talked. So, you know, we, we need to, anyway. Um, so I want to know him more. And let's see, Ephesians 1.17 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Colossians 1.10, so that you may live a worthy life of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. So I think growing in the knowledge of God, knowing him more is important. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 in the NIV, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. So that's knowledge of God's glory, which is another part of knowing him. Uh, that one... And then Ephesians um, 4.13, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So the original verse that we started with, 1 Corinthians 14.26, talked about each one having a song or a lesson or a revelation or a tongue or an interpretation when we come together. But what about a, a testimony? I know every once in a while we'll have an opportunity for people to, to give their testimony. And there are different ways we can do that, different types of testimonies. What you just did, Christy, and, and others sharing, um, something that you see God do, something that God's done in your life, that's a testimony and um, and I, I believe we need to do that not just when we come together, and maybe not every time, but um, but when we're going along our way. So John four uh, twenty eight. Um, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, "Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah?" They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town. Uh, verse 39, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. So David proclaimed what, the God, what God did for him, or he said he was going to proclaim what God did for him. And, of course, the woman at the well, um, you know, her testimony led to many being saved. 
and we can be a living testimony. Have any of you heard of Dr. Bozeman, Bay Bozeman? The College of Public Health is named after him. He was the director of the health department for a while. I had an opportunity to, uh, they, they broadcast his funeral, um, and I, I was in the auditorium uh, watching the video of that, and person after person went up and talked about his faith and things that he had done in their lives. And, and you saw that when, um, I, you know, I worked at the health department when he was director. And he, he was bold in his faith as a, a state employee director of the health department in his job bold in his faith. He would never hesitate to say, God bless you. You know, not just when you sneeze. (laughs) Person after person. I remember one uh, man said that uh, he, he, they had gone on a a church trip as teenagers and Dr. Bozeman was one of the chaperones. And to keep the boys from sneaking out of the hotel room, he actually made a pallet in front of the door and slept in front of the door. And this man was telling this story, but he impacted people's lives through his faith. And I remember telling my stepmom one day, I said, oh, that's the kind of funeral I want. You know, and she said, you just have to live that way. <laughs> Easier said than done, I'm sure. But, <laughs> oh, but we can be a living testimony. We can share our salvation testimony. The next slide. And, you know, this uh, Psalm 118, 16, 17, where um, uh, David, it's not exactly what I think of as a salvation testimony, but, you know, he says, I will not die but live, and I will proclaim what the Lord has done. Uh, So the next part of our... um, Next part of our verse mapping, as I use that as a structure, um, is actions. And that, it, it asks us to talk about the context so that uh, we're not kind. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of context there. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. Um, there is uh, a lot of, um, well, <laughs> I'm losing my words here, but... Uh, it's, uh, let's see, it was described by one commentator as a uh, as mirroring the U.S. or the U.S. mirroring Corinth as modern cosmopolitan individualism uh, and believers accommodating the gospel in ways that made it palatable to the surrounding culture, which was, uh, you know, gluttonous and immoral and... You know, um, and so some of the things that were happening in the church were being allowed in order to make it more palatable to that culture, and we're seeing that in the U.S. So Paul is speaking to us just as much as he was speaking to them. And so through all of the, and there's a lot more context in the rest of this chapter talking about order of worship and different things like that, but this is what I I wanted to, to concentrate on tonight. So I encourage you to go back and, and read that. Um, and, and Paul was, uh, he had planted that church. So he was, the, he was talking to them as like a father or a, a spiritual leader when he wrote this letter. And so that kind of thing is another thing, you know, you want to look at the, the context, but that's kind of what was happening here. And then the fifth thing in our verse mapping, it says, what's the outcome? And I love this because it reminds me to think about what is God saying to me here? How am I going to apply this, what I'm learning right now to my life? So since we have, oh, and I I wanted to also mention, um, there have been, like I said, lots of things that have happened that um, have made me think about what we're talking about tonight, um, way beyond what I can talk about tonight. And, I mean, I started looking into fellowship, which I'd done once before. And I remembered, too, what uh, Pastor Frank, when he talked on Wednesday night, 
he mentioned, you know, listening to those promptings that, you know, the devil's not going to tell you to do something good, to, to step out there and, and uh, be bold, and that's what I want to do. And um, also, this came up again within a week, three times in totally different contexts. So Pastor Frank talked about it at our women's night on Friday night. So that was Wednesday, Friday night. Um, uh, Juanita, <laughs> sorry, Juanita uh, mentioned it again. She talked about how she had heard that. <laughs> that word, and and what it meant to her. And then Saturday night, I was at the Terry Library where my uh, stepmom ministers once a month, and it happened to be that Saturday, and she talked about the very same thing. She even mentioned that, you know, that the devil's not going to tell you to do something good. And she was talking about going to Walmart and talking to the person in the line and things like that. And, and I mean, Three times in one week, three times in just a span of a few days, you know. And so all of these things just come together, and it, and it it's edifying. I feel built up, and I'm learning. <laughs> so, so, you know, my prayer, and I kind of, I think I meant, might have said that in my prayer earlier, but my prayer is to be used by God and to be usable. Um, and, and I do, I want to su- surrender to him to make me usable for his purpose. And as a church family, we can help each other improve, increase our knowledge of God to be encouraged. And I think we're being instructed to do that. And I want y'all to hold me accountable to do that. <laughs> awesome. So I, so I don't know how much time we have left, but I wanted to open it up for anybody else. Any thoughts? I like the word usable. You know, I, I, I always, you know, you hear the use me, Lord, and use me, Lord. But usable, that, it puts it in a different, a little bit different perspective. I like that word. But, and I pray that everybody in church has, will get this excitement uh, we have a lot already but as we grow we want all these people to be like you're saying you want to be accountable and to that you're uh, going forward and doing what the Lord wants you to do that's awesome and I also like where you said that to be accountable be accountable to the Lord that to do what he wants you to do. And I like that part because a lot of people don't understand these days like, oh, I'll go to go to church like once a month. But no, the Lord wants to use you in a mighty way. Be that confirmation for the Lord or be that be the word for the person who needs that or a comfort for a person. Um, and like at Fine Arts, when I was seeing all these kids just encouraging each other. It's like, you can do it. I know the Lord can give you strength to do this. And I'm just watching this. I'm like, yes, this is what I want. I want people to be there for each other, to be the word and be accountable to. So. Also, I think um, you don't need to only praise the Lord and um worship him and be all praise God that only whenever people are around so people think and whenever people aren't around people and you don't do that you go do things you're not supposed to do what you need to do you need to do it whenever people aren't looking and whenever people are looking uh, I I loved when you said the devil won't say good things because when he we know he won't say good things but we won't put our mind to that we would put our mind to Jesus and what his love would come to us and we just don't want to think oh the devil's going to 
feed us all that. We want to thank all his praise, and God will give us the glory. God will help us through bad things when the devil's trying to defeat us. And that's what we need is praise and God. I also wanted to mention about, I like the fact that you, we keep reiterating, and you did, you did as well, about surrendering, mm-hmm. for us to surrender to him. And that's how we'll know his voice, when we surrender in prayer and, and worship and uh, meditating and fasting. I think it's important that we, <clears throat> we fast. I don't think we do enough of that. Um, so you can... To me, that's like surrendering. You're going without something. It doesn't have to always be food. It could be your phones or sweets or the things you really enjoy. If you can fast from it and be praying at the same time, he'll reveal himself. And that's where you'll learn to, as you say, surrender and hear his voice. And we'll know it more often than not. And it won't be ourselves or what we desire. So I think that's... um, Layla, I've been praying that not only do I represent him, but I want to represent him well, because we can be a representation. We're all, you know, the, the, uh, the same goes that we're all um, role models. We decide what kind of role model you want to be. You want to be a good one or not so good or bad. So we just don't want to represent God. We want to represent him well. Just this morning, some of the stuff that you've gone over was some of the stuff that I was, you know, contemplating and thinking about and talking to the Lord about. And uh, so it's just, you know, it's really neat that, and so I started thinking, okay, God, how, you know, at first of what you were talking about, I'm like, uh, okay, God, um, I've heard your voice in the past. And knew that you wanted certain things, or you know, and um, I want more of that now. Well, your prayer reminds me of the scripture at the end when you said, I, I want to increase my knowledge of God and edify and encourage others. The scripture says to spur each other on to good works. That's our responsibility, it's not. Our responsibility just to say, well, they didn't do a good job. They didn't try. We're part of it. We're a family. It's just like how we take care of our children and how we spur them on to do things. Um, you know, and, and when you say spur, if you use the word spur in that, that context, uh, you know, spurs have, have little pokey things on them, right? <laughs> so you want, you want, you want to, really want to give give a little bit of kick to the in the into the right direction and that's where we're messing up and when you were talking about in Corinthians and Paul had this church that he planted they were letting some really bad stuff go on in the church i mean they were letting um letting a, a dad if i remember correctly it's a dad and a daughter or something maybe a stepdaughter but anyway they were sleeping together they were members of the church. And if you remember, Corinth, the Corinth church was supposed to be some supernatural, amazing church, right? And then he asked these questions. So every time you come together, you got all this stuff, but how's it edifying anybody? You know, it's great that you're doing all this stuff, but how's it edifying anybody? And that's something that we need to really focus on because what we have in American Christianity today is we go to church and don't say anything to anybody because we may be judging them. Well, that's not even scriptural. The Bible didn't say that we can't tell them what the Scripture says. That's not judging a person. That's letting the Scriptures judge them. And so when, when it comes to edifying, we, can, we have a responsibility to spur those people on. I just want to put a little thought to this because... <clears throat> Even though we're wanting to edify or we're wanting to spur them on, I was thinking of something that happened last night. Um, a girl's trying to get a patient to do one thing, and her attitude 
and uh, toward the nurse. And then she did the same thing to another patient, trying to get her to do the same thing. And it takes that other person that you're trying to spur on to do. They have to be willing and have the, you know, the want to, to see it. So, like, in your life, what you were saying, you know, I want to, you know, I want you to do this for me. I want you to make, make me accountable. And um, anyway, just a thought. It just made me think. You know, uh, one thing, one of the stories I can tell from today, you know, when you talk about edifying, see, people will see that out of you when you care about other people. And we've been running a lot of flooring up to Fayetteville, and so there's this forklift driver, and I hadn't told him I'm a Christian, didn't tell him I'm a pastor, I haven't been singing songs in the in the warehouse while he's loading me up or anything like that. And today he, he's backing back. He's put some stuff on my trailer and he's backing in. And he stops. He goes, hey, you're a religious person, aren't you? I was like, yeah. And then he's like, so he starts talking about, you know, karma and is God kind of like that? Does he do that? And we get in this discussion while he's on the, on the forklift, taking a short break there, we get in this discussion about the blood of Jesus and how God doesn't keep record of wrongs and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I was talking to Pastor Franco as I was driving. I was like, I didn't say anything to this guy. But when we edify and encourage and people see that coming out of us, when I would go into work, when I was working, you know, in the bank and people, one day I went in and, I, and I've told this story before, I'd go in and went in and I didn't have a smile or something on my face. I'm like, are you okay? Because why do you say that? It's just because you always have a smile on your face when you come in. You're always upbeat when you come in. And you don't think about those kind of things, how they edify and encourage people. Those little things right there that make them go, something's totally different about this person. And this guy, whose name is Joey, I'll see him a few more times. We'll invite him to church, see where, because I don't think he goes to church anywhere. He knows a little bit about the word. But something, and, and I was telling Frank, I said, that's the difference. When you let the Holy Spirit move through you, these kind of things happen. They see this in you, living it out in you. It's not something that I have to do. You know, when you go on a diet, oh, it's a diet, i got to do it. When you serve in the Lord, it's something that's a joy, and people see, oh, wow, there's something different about this person. with Nina about um, having us be accountable. And then she was saying it's your attitude. And that just kind of brought to my remembrance we need to do everything in love. We, we're asking people to be accountable and asking them and even supporting encouragement. It's your attitude and what you do. Because the, the Bible tells us do everything in love. Mm -hmm. And so that just kind of stood out. And I just wanted to kind of mention that. And I also want to thank um, Pastor Adam for seeing something in me and giving that push. Because um, I've been praying for it. I just didn't know what it was all about. I knew it was something. And me, myself, and I were saying, no, stop pushing me. But the spirit in me was saying, thank you. So. Another Pris Priscilla Shriver. Is that her name? Is that her name, Pris Priscilla Shriver? You know Priscilla Shriver, don't you? We've got one right in here. We've got someone right in here. I mean, come on now. But, you know, I'll give you an example. Christy and I were talking Monday night, you know, about this stuff. And, you know, we're going in this week, and we're 40 this year, and I just want us just to enjoy it. I, you know, finances aren't always perfect in, in our lives, right? And she's so worried about the finances. I kept on telling her, it's, you know, come on, we're going to do that. Oh, no, let's just do this. And that's what I just, well, what about that? What about Orlando? God will take care of it. And I I didn't think of anybody paying for it. I wasn't even thinking that. All I was saying was, God will take care of it. Stop worrying about it. God will, just trying to encourage her. But it's great that God came in and, and knocked a home run right the next day. Because then all of a sudden, you talk about the encouragement, the edification the night before. Now it gets kicked in. Because the Lord came in and he fixed it. He got that starter. Boom, gets it, gets it going. 
And all, I mean, immediately you could see with Christy just a change, just a, uh, you know, just a change in, in, in her demeanor and, and what she was thinking. Because now, wait a minute, not only did the edification lead in, in, in speaking that, that God was going to take care of it, lead to now we're looking at the future into July, but it also says, wait a minute, so I can't go enjoy myself. I can't go do these kind of things. And so when we edify and encourage people, we don't really know what they're dealing with or what they're going through. And we do that and we, and we edify them, encourage them. Sometimes it's the word, just giving them a word, right? Just like, you know, that's what your step, stepmom does a lot of is speaking life into people, you know, through the Holy Spirit. And it can change somebody's total outlook at, you know, for that week or month. And we just don't know. I said a little bit about that Sunday morning. So anyway. Well, thank you. That's really all I had. <laughs> That's so good I'll stuff. I'll turn it over to you, Pastor. <laughs> you know, here, here's something I just I want to edify and encourage us tonight because <clears throat> this is what I told Frank today. All the people that have come and gone in the first couple of years that we've been here, if they came back today, they would see growth. And I'm not talking about numerical growth. I'm talking about mature maturity growth. And I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about the direction we're headed. I'm excited about what God's going to do. And it's different than from the last two years. I mean, I've always, I'm, you know, we grew up on a farm and you just worked until the work was done. And I still do that. But what went on the last two years was, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. But this year, it's not don't stop, don't quit, don't give up. It is like, man, I can't wait to hear the next great thing. And I know I brag on, on you, Becky, and, and the women's ministry. But I was telling another person today about the women's ministry. And I, says, I said, what gets me so excited is we have somebody who's not just going, let's just read a book and let's get together and pray. And, and, and. No, it's, God, what do you want? What can, what can we do? And you're thinking up, and God's given you all these really cool ideas for women to go, oh, wow, you know, maybe I'll come. Maybe I'll come check that out. Maybe I'll listen. Uh, you know, it, like, like I talk, told you the other day, I, I don't know, you know, maybe it's a non-Christian who's like, what? You're talking about tea and you, you've got a professional barista that's going to be there to talk about this stuff or whatever the next thing that you're doing. These things, you know, and I, I don't, I give glory to God for putting you in this position, for bringing us all together at the right time. But we see the last four weeks and how all of these messages have just been linked together. We see the messages I've been preaching on Sunday morning kind of have linked in with this too. You know, all like you said, you had Frank, and then you had this word, and then you had your mother, your, your stepmoms were all in three or four days' time. God moving like that. And that's what is getting me so excited. And, and I, I would just... Anybody who comes in this church now, because one of the things that, that Nina and I were talking about just a few months ago was, you know, we're, we don't know that we want to pray for new Christians. We just want to pray for mature Christians so that when the new Christians come in, we can handle these new Christians or these new people. And now we're, we're there. We've got the people that, that, for me as a pastor, that I can look to and go, i got Juanita. I got Becky, and I got yeah. this person and that person, yeah. and man, how exciting this is! That if somebody comes in, I know the direction. We're on the same page. We've got the same vision. We got the same desire. We got the same drive to see God do great things. And so, I'm just encouraging all of us that are here tonight. You know, whether it's you know seven of us, because it's always six plus one at minimum on a Wednesday night. Or whether we got 60 or 70 or 80 or 100. You know, I'm talking to one of my coworkers, and he's excited about going to church tonight because the Holy Spirit has an opportunity to move in this service. And I'm like, that's it. And when we get that to that, as we're getting to that point that people go, yeah, I don't want, really don't want to miss. I don't know what, what's going to be taught tonight or what's going to happen in the worship service. How is things going to change and how are things going to flow? Whew, man, how exciting that is. And... Uh, the things that are coming up that we're going to be doing, you know, um, you know, I, of course, I do some 
some of the things on the backside, to see the giving increase last month, see those kind of things. Because why? Because the people in this church are saying, no, this is mine, and we're going to see excellence out of this church. We're going to see great things in our ministries, whether it's discipleship, women's, men's, whatever it is. It's exciting, and you you all are a part of it. You all are a part of it. And I'll tell you what, I told I told this person today, Becky, I told this person, I said, what Becky is doing is what every women's ministry across the United States needs to look at. Because women's ministries are dying. They're, they're shutting down. And the only people that show up are older women who are, you know, don't want to hang out with their husbands or... I know some of them love the Lord, but I'm just saying it's not, it's not a powerful thing. And I, I can see as we grow that people are going to be like, hey, can I talk to your women's director? What are they doing over there? And I know that you're not running 20 or 30 people right now, but don't worry about that because I believe what you're doing in the millennials and under need something like this. I'm not saying that the millennial above, you know, that Gen Xers and up, that Christy and up don't need something like that. But the millennials don't need the same old thing that happened 40 years ago. That everybody, because today, you know, everybody's like, oh, or back then, everybody went to church because that's what you were supposed to do. And you were committed because you were supposed to. But today, we got to find them little ways to get into their minds and to change the mindset, change the mentality that they have. Anyway, that's, that's to encourage and identify you. And I'll continue to do that because I'm excited about that. I know, it's so exciting. Praise God. We got good things coming. I'll remind everybody uh, Sunday, but we're not going to have Wednesday night next week because we're not going to be here. So uh, we just, I mean, Juanita can come if she wants to and hope somebody else shows up. (laughs) I mean, we we can let you come in and unlock the place if you want to be here. Now, I was wondering, 